That was Heidi and Roland Baker, and they've been married for about 20 years. And as you saw, Heidi and Roland had a wonderful house. They looked over the ocean, and they had a good life. He's a doctor, and she worked in the community PTA, and they were, they were fine, but there was something sort of plastic about their lives and about the people around them. And so she decided, and he decided, that they would move to Mozambique, move to a, a garbage dump, where they would make that the very center of their lives. And their marriage has had this adventure, this upliftedness, this joy, this hope uh, that they have never been able to compare it to anything else. If you're here for the first time today, we welcome you to Highlands, and we welcome those who are listening on podcasts. And, you know, usually we lift up France or Afghanistan or Germany who are listening, and we, we welcome you today, but we want to talk about something closer to home. This last week, we had a wonderful man in his upper 80s who is having health issues come into the office on Friday and ask how to podcast. He can't come to church very often, but he lives in this community, and we showed him how to figure out how to log on and how to podcast this message and how to listen to it. So those of you who are listening at home today, we welcome you here on the Central Coast. And if there's anyone who doesn't know how to log on, we'd love to help you figure that out. Or someone, maybe you could teach somebody close to you how to do that. So we're on our second week of our marriage series, and somebody asked me in staff last week, well, how long is this series going to last? And I said, it's just the second week, and it's just two weeks, and they went, phew, thank goodness. So I don't know what's up with that. But we're taking a look at two important things for all marriages, and if you're single today, we are focusing next week on a message called Flying Solo, so that whole message is for you. But we last, last week, we looked at the, the role of joy in a marriage, how important joy is as a kind of glue. And we talked about joy killers or kill joys in any relationship. And the biggest kill joy is probably sarcasm. You know, it's the lowest form of wit. It's where kind of one person laughs and the other doesn't. This uh, husband and wife were having this mean argument one day, and one of them said something sarcastic. He said, honey, I just don't know how someone so beautiful could be so dumb. And uh, yeah, not a great thing to say. And uh, well, then she says to him, you know, the reason that God made me beautiful is so that you would marry me, and the reason he made me dumb was so that I would marry you. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny, but it's not that funny if you're in the midst of it. Be careful about that kind of thing in your marriage. But today I want to really boil everything down to one major important part of every healthy marriage. We've really tried to think about what's the most important thing for a healthy, happy, adventurous, hopeful, upward trajectory marriage. And the thing that we have thought about and we want to talk about today is the most important thing. That is that a marriage would stand for more than two. That it would be bigger than two people. <coughs> Excuse me, we've had about 30 or 40 weddings since we started and only three or four funerals, which tells you something about Highlands. And every time we have a wedding... We, uh, we meet with a couple right beforehand, and we just talk about some big things. And one of the big questions I like to ask any couple who are coming in who want to be married is, what is your marriage going to stand for? What is the larger purpose for your marriage? What is, if you're business-oriented, what is the mission statement of your marriage? And I get all kinds of responses to that question. I had a couple recently that we married say that the main thing that they were focused on was that they would be happy and have fun together. And I thought to myself, that's great, you know, to have fun and enjoy each other and all that. But, you know, you don't actually need to be married to do that. 
You could do that with just one person. That would be the bigger than one person. So yeah, that's great. God wants us to have that, but that can't be the mission statement of your marriage. And then another couple I talked to recently, I said, well, what's your mission statement? Why are you getting married? And this couple said, well, we just want to have a family. And I thought to myself, great, you know, how big does your family, how big is it going to be? And and, uh, he said two and she said six, and I knew there were going to be issues right there. But I thought to myself, you know, so what? You've got a family, even a healthy family. I grew up in Utah where families were 12 and 15 kids often, and they would name each other, they would name their kids all the same first initial, John, Jonas, Jenny. Then they would run out of names at the end, like the 15th kid would be like Massachusetts and Joffrey, and I always felt sorry for those kids. But, you know, there's a lot of people outside the church that have happy families. What is it that's bigger than your family? And so what we want to talk about today is the most important thing, now this is not a mission talk, this is not Mission Sunday, we're not talking about mission work per se, we're talking about marriage. And we want to talk about how the most important thing for a healthy marriage is for both people in the marriage to be excited about a big, a big bigger than two project, that it's just bigger than the two of you. And I want to lift up to you a couple who I, I, I look up to so much, they lived 2,000 years ago. And if you, if you go through the annals, the annals of history, you will not find their name written very often, but they wouldn't care because they were bigger than two. And their names were Priscilla and Aquila. And they were in the first church. Actually, Highlands Church exists because of Priscilla and Aquila. And let's listen to what God did with this couple. And they decided early on that their marriage was going to be more than just about them and even their kids. We don't know anything about their kids. We know that they lived in Italy and that a terrible ruler named Claudius tried to throw out all of the people who were of Jewish descent, and so then they moved to a place called Corinth. They also know that they were tent makers. That was their job. But let's take a look at this text, and then I want you to think about what the bigger-than-two project of your life might be if you're married. We're looking at Acts 18. Listen to God's Word. It says this, After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. So this is the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, right? There he met a Jew named Aquila and a native of Pontus who had recently moved from Italy with his wife Priscilla. They had a big business in Italy because Claudius had ordered all of them to leave Rome. Now this guy, Paul, the Apostle Paul, went to see them. And because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed and worked with them. I love this. They didn't just have like Paul over for like a weekend, the missionary, you know, that stays in the front room, you pull out the daybed. You know how long Paul stayed with Priscilla and Aquila? A year and a half. You know what they say about like guests and fish, you know, they always sort of stink after three days, you know. But like, they let him stay on. Not just that, they offered him a job. We don't even know if if Paul was a very good tent maker. Maybe he couldn't make tents at all, but they said, well, we're going to support Paul. You know, and why did they do that? Were they trying to get like the, you know, the, the couple of the year award, big trophy on their mantelpiece? No. It's because they knew that their marriage was going to stand for more than just two. It was going to be way bigger. So that's how it begins. So Paul works with them for a year and a half, a year and a half. He comes in from his ministries, talks to Priscilla. Aquila's out there working in the tents, comes in, talks about the ministry. 
Well, then Paul, you know, he would tend to move from city to city. He would have a dream, and then he would say, I'm supposed to move. So that's what happened to Paul. He had a dream one night, and the dream said, go to Syria. So he's staying with Priscilla and Aquila, and he says, I've decided to go to Syria. And they said, gosh, it's going to be it's going to be sad to see you go, Paul. Well, said Paul, I'm not going to go by myself. You're coming with me. So they invite Priscilla and Aquila, this couple who've decided to make their marriage bigger than two, to go on this trip to Syria. Now, along the way, they stop in what's basically a truck stop, Ephesus. It's, you know, it's just a stopping point on the way to a long journey. And they stop at this little city called Ephesus where Paul, and it says in the next verse, 19, where he left Priscilla and Aquila. He said, I've decided I'm not going to stay here, but they want me to stay. If we read on, it says, he himself went to the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. But I'm leaving Priscilla and Aquila. Now, did Priscilla and Aquila know anything about the Ephesian culture or the language? No. There was not even a church there. He said, Priscilla and Aquila, why don't you start the church? And so he left this couple. Now, why did they do that? Why did they leave their nice house in Corinth? overlooking the beach, their tent-making business? Because they decided to make their marriage bigger than two, a lot bigger. So they stayed on. This couple, I don't know how long you've been a faith follower, maybe a year and a half, two. They were a year and a half after they started a church. So they stayed there for like three or four years, building this church up. You know, Priscilla would come and work in the children's ministries. Then she worked on the steering team. Aquila would help build the place. They swept the front steps. They worked on the connections team. They got bulletins to people on the way in and on the way out they met people that was their whole thing so three years there right then a guest preacher comes along a great preacher the joel osteen of the day apollos an incredible preacher he came the problem was he only knew one sermon do you know of any pastors who only know one sermon don't say me so apollos comes from alexandria right a a place where there are great theologians he was a learned man thorough knowledge of scriptures. He had instructed in the way of the Lord, spoke with great fervor, taught about Jesus accurately, though he only knew one story, the story of John the Baptist. So what did Priscilla and Aquila do? They invited Apollos over to their house, and they taught him more stories about Jesus. He only had one sermon, but they told him all the other things that Jesus had done. Apollos was one of the great theologians in history. Where did he learn that? Some seminary? No. Priscilla and Aquila, who decided to make their marriage bigger than just two. This whole part of the Bible, Paul wrote this. It's because of Priscilla and Aquila, this couple who just took Paul in. It wouldn't have happened without them giving him a job and inviting him into the house. So I want to ask you a big question today. And it's not a question I want you to feel bad about or I don't want to lay a trip on you. The whole purpose of Highlands is not to have you feel worse when you leave than when you came. But this is what I want to ask you. What's the mission statement of your marriage? What is the purpose for for why you are? What is it that God has put you together to do that's way bigger than you? What is your bigger than two project? And what I want to just share with you today is if you figure that thing out, you figure out what you guys stand for that you're going to do no matter what the economy does, no matter how crazy your kids are at the time, no matter the work situation, but your bigger than two project is something like what you think of what God gives you 
that'll be the biggest adventure you've ever been on. And we did a list this last week of people in our church that we really look up to in ministry. And you saw Bob and Norma Walters. Incredible. I love that. Honoriness has kept them together. <laughs> but there's a couple other people I want to share with you. And the one underlying variable that we have found that has been the main thing between all these different couples is they have a bigger than two project. It's not just about them. There's a couple who moved from here, went down to Hollywood. They do films. Uh, Maybe you saw the Doritos ad in the Mosaic. They go to this church in the Super Bowl. They made this ad. They're really busy. They got kids galore. But they decided that on Wednesday nights, they were going to go to South Pasadena and run Young Life for all of Pasadena. Now, why did they do that? Is it because there's no good TV on Wednesdays? They don't have enough to do with their lives? No. Because they decided to make something bigger than them be the mission of their marriage. There's another couple that really look up to in this church, and they do communion every single time we do communion. I don't know if you know, we have like seven or 800 pieces of bread that have to be cut. It's very meticulous work. We have to shine the plates. We've got to pour the cups. But that's their thing. Every time we have communion, they come in and they put their heart into that thing because it's bigger than two. There's another couple who come on Wednesdays at noon. It doesn't matter how many people come to the Wednesday noon Bible studies. And we've got like ex-gang bangers that come to that. We've got all kinds of people who come from different backgrounds. Their bigger than two project is to just put out the papers, to set up the chairs, to fold up the chairs, to pray with people to make popcorn. That's their bigger than two thing. And we could just go down the list. There's people who have worked in the youth ministries. Their thing is high school ministry on Wednesday night. We have another couple downstairs right now who are in their upper 80s. And their kids and their grandkids have moved on many years ago. But they've decided to make children's ministries their bigger than two project. So she works in the ministry and he sweeps the floors after children's ministries every time. There are 200 kids down there right now. And that's their bigger than two project. I want you to think about what God might be calling you to do. And just to give you a couple of things that might help with this. Number one, bigger than two actually does mean two. It's not a bigger than two project for one. There's this young couple, they were trying to get married, and uh, you know, they're all nervous about the wedding ceremony, what they're going to say. And so you know, he kind of walks up there, but she's really worried about how she's going to get down there. And so she says to the pastor, I just don't know what to do. I'm all nervous. And the pastor said, listen, honey, just focus on the aisle. Walk down the aisle. Just focus on that. Can you do that? Yep. She said, I can do that. And then I want you to just, you know, focus on that table up front, the altar. Just focus on the table. Yeah, I can do that. Aisle. And then I'm going to look at the table, the altar. And then I want you to think about him. Okay. Just put your focus on him. Just look at him and talk to him. So can you do that? Walk down the aisle and then look at the altar and then focus on him. She said, I got that covered. And so all the way down the aisle, she said, I'll alter him. I'll alter him. I'll alter him. Come on, that's funnier than that. All right. So what happens in a lot of ministries, a lot of couples, church actually becomes the wedge in their marriage, not the thing that brings them together. This is what happens in many, many couples' lives. She gets really involved in church. She's on the committees. She helps with setup. She comes to the mission events. It's like her world. 
He's not so sure about it. And the more involved that she gets, the less involved he gets. So when she goes down to church, he reads a book or watches sports. I know of a couple who, uh, she plays in the worship band. It's a three-hour thing every single Sunday. And and then she goes on these one-month mission trips. And it's the biggest wedge in their marriage. He stays home and he gets more and more bitter that she's got this thing that he doesn't have. It can't be just one person's thing. I want to say something I've thought a lot about. And that is if you're in a marriage that both of you cannot be excited about a bigger than two project here, we want to encourage you to go to another church where both of you can be excited about the church you're working in. Because the last thing Highlands wants is to be a part of a wedge in a marriage. Now look, I'd be surprised if you couldn't both find something that you could plug into here. I mean, most of the time we hear this. She says, I'm not so sure about Highlands, but it's the only church my husband will go to. So that's what we found here. But it begins this way. As you talk today about what your bigger than mission, bigger than two project might be, just do the what if game. Psychologist and Christian psychologist Elizabeth Cody talks about this. She says, all couples need to play what if. What if I got a pay raise? And then what if we put in a room in our back of our house? And then what if we, we invited some of the Ugandan children's choir to come stay with us? What if we went to Uganda? The what if thing can be so much fun as you think about together what you're going to do. Second thing is this. I believe with all my heart that Highlands Church could be your bigger than two project. You know, I'm a pastor, but I'm also a normal guy. Well, I'm a guy, anyway. And I think about other churches I could serve in. You know, I think about, there's a church down in L.A. called the Dream Center. It's like off the hook, right? Matt Barnett's the pastor there. They've got buses of kids coming in. It's a huge hospital. They've got all kinds of activities, battered women's activities. They've got activities for kids from inner city. I mean, it is just roaring. And, and then there's another ministry called the Sisters of Charity, You've heard of them in in Calcutta, Mother Teresa, and they have helped more people, more children, and that that would be some kind of ministry to be involved in. But then I thought of this. Highlands is actually the dream center of the Central Coast. This is it. This is the Sisters of Charity of our area. And you could go to a whole lot of other churches and never find a mission project like you could find here. I mean, in our Wednesday evening, evening Bible study, we have ex-attempted murderers. Well, they're ex, so don't worry. You can come. You don't have to worry about it. We have ex-addicts, ex-drug addicts. We have people in our children's ministries and our youth programs who are kids who are in what we quote-unquote call normal homes. And then we got kids who are heading to potential gangs. I mean, you don't have to go to Mozambique. It's right here. It's right here. And I'll tell you, our biggest challenge as a church, we've got like five or six or seven staff people here, and we have like 2,200 people in this community who call Highlands home, and we just can't do enough programming for the people who have the needs, but you could. You could come up with something, a bigger than two project, which would be your thing, and the last thing I just want to leave you with this is this, that a great bigger than two project, it outlasts you 
And it goes on and on and on. You know, something amazing happens when two people get married. Two people actually become one. And that could be a challenge for a little while to figure out what that one thing looks like. But when two people become one and then they find a bigger than two project, they become zero. And you know the amazing thing about it? They don't care because it's not about them. And you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have scholarship. You don't have to have a lot of Bible wisdom. My favorite couple are Rena and Jose Garcia. And they are on welfare. They have a couple of kids. They live in basic housing. But they started a ministry called Random Acts of Kindness. And every day their main thing is, what random act did we do today? So Rena says to Jose, yesterday I left a roll of quarters at the laundromat. And he says, ah, oh, that's nothing. I paid for the guy behind me at the drive-thru. Ah, <laughs> she says, that's, that's nothing. I paid our friend's rent for a month. He's like, you did? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's their thing. And the random acts of kindness ministry is big. When Rena and Jose are gone, it will go on and on. Let me show you the church that Priscilla and Aquila built in Ephesus. That's the church. And that's all that's left. And Aquila had a lot to do with the building in that place. But can you just see Priscilla and Aquila standing at the door, handing out smolitons to people coming in? Can't you see Priscilla there with the broom sweeping? She also served in the steering team. And can't you just imagine the kids that were in that church? Now, if you go to that church today in Ephesus, which is in Turkey, you will not find a plaque that says anything about Priscilla and Aquila. There is a plaque there that a former pope put up, God bless him, in 1967. But you don't have to read Greek or Latin to know that you cannot see Priscilla and Aquila on that plaque. But they're there. They're there. I'll show you where they are. This was a procession that happened this past Palm Sunday in Turkey, which is 99.9% Muslim. These Christ followers are still there marching down the street just like they did in Priscilla and Aquila's day with palms. I want to show you some kids who are on the youth team in some church in the United States going to check out Ephesus to see what Priscilla and Aquila put together. This is it. This is what you could do with, with your life. A bigger than two project. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for marriage. And we know that today there are people who, whose marriages are, are just struggling. And they feel like they're going uphill with every step. And Lord, we know that there are people who are doing okay. And also, Lord, there are people in the church today who are not married. And who don't feel that this message really had much to do with them. But God, for all of us here today, we hope that you give us a bigger than two project so that we can, at the end of our lives, say that's what we did that was way bigger than us, way bigger than our family. And we thank God for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.